Hello, welcome to the Club Club Podcast. My name is James. Hi. Something about hard, hard audio cables is supposed you, to go here. You order pizzas for... I order pizzas before podcasts. I'm joined by esteemed IT professional, Zachary. Hello. Uh, there's no steam involved, but thanks. <laughs> uh, Patrick and Hannah in Boston are here too. Hello. Hey, what's up? They're in a new backdrop. We're in a new backdrop. Looks, yeah, I, th- I think as an audio-only podcast, we should describe it for the next 30 minutes, just to make sure everyone <laughs> kind of gets a feel for the background. It's important. It's important context to have. We'll post a picture on Instagram. Oh, we could do that. I guess that'll work. It's been a little while since we recorded an episode, which you probably didn't notice, listener, but that's okay. What are we listening to, James? <laughs> we're doing a weird one. You can't find this album anywhere. We're, we're doing an album called Keep the Camera Rolling by a band called Sea Lion. Sea Lion. Keep the camera rolling. This is a quartet from Dallas that I ran across in my younger days. I don't remember exactly how I felt came across this album. I think it might have been like in the blogger days, like the Blogspot, when the Blogspot yep. sites were still a thing. And I'm because like I was getting into Parade of Flesh at the time, who does a bunch of shows in Dallas, and just learning about local music in Dallas, I guess, and just trying to gobble up as much as I could. Maybe I found it through there. Maybe I just saw them open for somebody. But anyway, they were one of those bands that I came across, and it's always, I always got a kick. You always get, I don't know how you guys are, but like, and it's going to be hard for me to, to be like completely objective about this album because, you know, it's like a band from where I was at. So, um, it's, I don't know. It, it, it always, like, I always got excited when I stumble across a local band that sounded like competent and well-recorded, you know, <laughs> and not... Like, just, like, all I had been exposed to up until that point, local band-wise, was, like, the crappy metal bands my band would play with at crappy venues, you know? It's like... Uh, I thought you were about to name it Shame, but, but that's fine. No, 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 no. <laughs> but good bands that I... What about True Widow? Yeah, I hadn't... I don't think I had, like, discovered them quite yet when I found Sea Lion, maybe. Okay. But, like, Sea Lion was a, was a band that I got into from town, um... At that time, Lonesome Ghost was a band for a little bit. There was a band that did, like, the Street Fighter songs. I don't know how well-known they were. Seemed like they had, like, a little meme going for a bit. And then um, Teenage Cool Kids, I think is the band name. Um, 
Adam, isn't his name Adam Savage, the guy from Parquet Courts? That's what he did in Denton before he moved to New York. I think that was the band name, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did that, that was a that. cool band. Yeah, I didn't know that. Is either. it Adam Savage? I thought Adam Savage was the Andrew, guy from Andrew Savage. That's yeah, that's right. I was going to say that. <laughs> I always do that, dude. I always <laughs> want to call him Adam. This is like no, not the first time I've Googled him. <laughs> it's Ben Savage from, uh, what's yeah. that show? <laughs> Who else? Um, like Leg Sweeper was a band like around that time. That was like just a cool local band. Anyway, you know, younger, you're just like, oh man, there's cool music here that you weren't privy to previously. And Sea Lion was one of those bands that I just thought was was cool. I discovered this album online. I was like, I genuinely liked it, you know, front to back. I just think it's like a really easy, enjoyable listen. It's, I guess, surfy, but also has like heavy doses of like the 2000s post-punk revival sounds, I think, which is why I, I like it too. And I mean, it's just like fun music. So like seeing them live, which I did many times, it was, it was, an, it was enjoyable when they were opening for people. And um, it's just, uh, it's good. <laughs> so yeah. So what, what, we need to get somebody to describe the sound. Um, I feel like you just described yeah, it pretty well. That's fine. Yeah. You could just say it's, um, it's like the strokes, but surfy is really what I yeah. kind of mm-hmm. picked up on. So another curious thing about this record too, though, is like they released another album after this called Kenneth, which is really, really good too. Like I, I might like that more than this one, but I think the curious thing about this one is that it just disappeared. It's not, you can't find it anymore. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Do you know the story <laughs> behind that? Or I don't, you know, I, I messaged Hunter, their singer, I, I assume like lead songwriter, one of the guitarists in the band. Um, on Instagram to see if he'd be okay with us talking about it, and then uh, we didn't get into why it disappeared. So maybe, yeah, maybe he'll come on and day. explain that to us at some point. Sure. But um, yeah, it's not. It's not. I couldn't even find it like to download free off of like those weird blogger sites anymore. The <laughs> which ones are still up anymore and stuff. So I don't know. Um, so everyone coming into this episode. That's a listener has not heard this album. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to listen to it. Sorry. Basically. I think we'll have posted something on Instagram about how, like, if you want to listen to it, message to, message us or email us. We'll Yeah, we'll send it. To we'll find can, a way. We can help them out. But um, Is it on YouTube? No. I don't, I don't think it is, which is... Uh, yeah. I guess surprising. we could put it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be our we first upload YouTube for uploads. the Heart Audio case. That and that new call so loud. James, let's start our own record label and we'll start like redistributing previously without. released. And the key albums. is that we do it without the band's permission. Yeah, that's fine. Um, well, we half have permission for this one. Right. We he said share. He just didn't say, you know. Yeah. Can we <laughs> share the album Re- in its entirety? <laughs> reprint and repress. <laughs> and make money on yeah. it. He said we could talk about the album. I, don't, I didn't ask him anything oh, about giving oh, people okay. the album. <laughs> um, I'm just assuming that's that was cool, you know? So anyway, can't find it anymore. That's curious. They released another album after this called Kenneth. That one's really, really good. And are all the, their other releases readily available? Kenneth is... On streaming um, services. And then they released an album called Heavy Fizz after that. And that one is too. Called Hot Fuzz after that. <laughs> I don't believe so. Fuzz. Oh, okay. My bad. Hot so fuzz. you're trying to talk about the killers, right? Yeah, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> Yeah, try again. All right. Who who wants to start <laughs> with their 
deepest, darkest feelings on this album? Um, I'll start. I liked it. I remember talking about this band with you when we lived in Texas. I think they were still active at that time. I mean, they, de- they were definitely still active at that time. Um, but I don't know if I ever saw them. Yes, I we saw them. Did we? That's why I need to go first. <laughs> okay. We saw them at um, that place, the Double Wide. Sounds very plausible. Who are they playing with? I can't remember what we were there. The I want to say they opened for the Nighty Night. Because didn't we go see the Nighty Night there? I don't think we went to that many shows at the Double White together. I never went and saw the Nighty Night. Yeah, it definitely wasn't liner. It wasn't that, for sure. I don't think in... So maybe it was True Widow? Dallas. Or something. I, when I saw it in the Nighty Night, it was in Boston. I think that they might have been playing with that band from that guy that you knew, Patrick. Oh, were they? Yeah. That uh, was Mount like, Righteous? Yeah, I think they might have been playing with Mount Righteous. Was it that show? I'm not 100% sure, but I think there might have been. Because I think I only went to the double wide like once or twice. And we met up with like some of y'all's acquaintances there, didn't we? (laughs) (laughs) Or friends? I feel like there was one show like that where Hannah knew somebody there. What? Is that not? Am I imagining this? Uh, I think one of the interns from Train came to the show too. That's weird. Because James was friendly with all this. It's those hard to people. remember all this yeah. stuff when you were like so deep into drugs and alcohol and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah. Well. Uh, so, yeah, Patrick, we saw this band and I remember really liking them live. Um, you know, they just like had good energy. It's a fun show. I always liked that about them. Like they sounded good live too. You know, they put yeah. on a good show. Their singer, um, I just really like his voice, like when he's screaming too. It's a good mm-hmm. sound. And so live, there's a propensity to do that a little more. So I enjoyed it. And I need to mention another local band that like I saw opening for a ton of out-of-towner out of acts, Big Fiction, like a post-hardcore band. I just wanted to mention that, you know, another really great Dallas band. I think you've already mentioned them on the pod before. Probably. Probably. <laughs> I think on the True Widow episode. <laughs> the guys from Big Fiction were who told me about True Widow. You know, so that's right you told James. that story so like i would go to all these episode. shows and i mean i like was just not confident enough to talk to anybody or meet anybody so like i never really felt like a part of the dallas scene i would just show up and like i'd be a fly on the wall and watch you know and i, I just liked going to shows anyway i'd go up by myself a lot but i what i always thought was cool too is like i'd go to shows at three links and i i would recognize the people from sea lion just hanging out and they were a part of the mm-hmm. scene too you know they would they would just be around which is which i thought was cool that they were like not just showing up for the shows, for their shows and leaving and stuff. So, anyway. Attending shows is one of the best ways to be involved in your music scene. I mean, they were taking my 10 bucks. All these venues were, sure. How about you, Zach? Well, I got cut off. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, oh, okay, no, go ahead, Pat. Finish your thoughts. I don't have much more to add, but uh, you you mentioned you like the guy's vocals. And um, I sort of feel like the vocals reminded me of the band Interpol, which I know you like. Love Interpol. So, I don't know if you agree with that, but. I thought of that when listening to the band. Hmm. Do you agree with it? I don't know. I hadn't thought about it yet. Now I got to re-listen with that frame of mind, that context. I'm not really that familiar with Interpol, so I could be wrong. But I, I, like I, don't, I don't think you're far off. I, I just was putting them on in the background, and I don't think I'm too far off, but it's not exactly the same. Hmm. Well, I was... Something about the delivery, though. I was listening to some Tokyo Police Club earlier, which is, you yeah. know, another international police-based band uh and it's honestly not that far off from his vocal style yeah, too it's similar to that too. same realm music, yeah. yeah is that is that your uh, your final say there patrick yeah i don't have too much else to add right now okay um so i actually have seen this band as well oh everybody's seen yep it. dang 
anyway go ahead there's so many like local bands that i forgot to list out there that I'm about, <laughs> you know and i just feel bad because i didn't listen no that's well we'll get a, we'll hit a bonus round nah, yeah okay. You, it's okay you can just like to. quick fire y'all go ahead um but i went to i think it's i don't remember who puts it on but they have that homegrown fest uh, like every year in dallas that's just a bunch of like i don't know if it's necessarily dallas based but for sure like texas based bands that play it um i saw a reference to that on their twitter feed a post from many years ago oh, right. maybe that was the one that i went to because it was 2015 the post that i saw yeah on their twitter feed was them retweeting somebody else that it was like a news story that there was only one woman among all the performers at this festival oh, yeah. and it was the bassist of sea lion i would believe that yeah that's that was definitely it because it was uh the headliners were Spoon and the old ninety sevens, and then like Shaky Graves and uh, Oil Boom played, which was a band that we play- we played with, not you and me, James, but uh, Babe played with at Stanley's, I believe, hmm. back in the day, probably around that same time wow. frame. Maybe that's how I learned about the fest because we did like some show swaps and stuff. I did not know and Spoon the, uh, was from Dallas. The Rocky Man, Texas. They're from, from Austin. Austin. Yeah, but yeah, Sea Lion. I remember hearing them and thinking they're okay. That was kind of my my gist of it. I was like, I was less into this style of music, I guess, at that point in time. Um, so, and I I don't think I ever like followed up and listened to them afterwards because that that festival was like like fifteen bands. So there was no like, I really wasn't taking notes on who I wanted to listen to. Like I I knew I already liked Spoon, you know, <laughs> so. <laughs> um but yeah this was this was much better than i expected it to be i guess their live performance didn't sell me but if i had heard this first i probably would have enjoyed the show more so but yeah i agree like like i said like the strokes but surfy i mean Mm -hmm. i like both of those things so this this appeals to me i don't think there's anything like necessarily weak on this album i think it's just like a very very okay, very solid throughout album. I feel similarly. I don't really feel like there's skips. There's not any songs I skip. It's nice and short and concise. I guess it could be considered like yeah. an EP too, but yeah, I think yeah. it's a it's a good length. You know, I, that's something I harp on a lot. But like, if I see one of your songs is one thirty, and it's not just like like someone pouring water out of a sink, <laughs> I'm for it, man. Yeah, yeah. Not not a dig on a. Uh, what was that band? Uh, I mean, there's Balama Cobb, who has like a whole EP that's just water sounds. And okay. Stuff. <laughs> there was something like that, yeah. Um, and there's a lot, of, a lot of them that are based on So did they play these songs live? I feel like... A lot? Or did they like I'm, rely on their other releases? I'm more? trying to remember, you know. So when I first started seeing them, they still had... They had a dude for their bassist. And then shortly after that, they replaced him with their current bassist um let me i'm trying to think if like the drummer might have changed or maybe not maybe they've had that drum same drummer the whole time but um i think the songs that i would hear were steampunk jetpack which i think is like my favorite song you guys had probably heard that like in rotation in my house over the years i think so um dickdale earnhardt i think they play that at shows like just to jam out on like the instrumental that's the california one Mm-hmm. Beach one. And then I think it is the one with the shuffly drums, Death of the Cool. 
I think they would play that too. And those are the ones I think I know I heard, you know. But by the time, like, I had gotten more familiar with them, that Kenneth album had come out, and they were playing mostly stuff off of that. Which is, like, this album has more of that, like, post-punk revival sound to it. I think, like, Kenneth is more of, like, emphasis on the punk. It's a little more um, rough around the edges. He screams a lot more on that album. And... It's, it's really good. It's not, it has like almost an Americana feel to it at times. Like that last song um, is called All We Know, which y'all probably also heard at my house a lot. Uh, anyway, that's a really strong album. So they played most of the stuff off of that, I feel like. And then their follow-up came up after that. And they were playing stuff off of that too. Wait, so do, cool. do we know when this album came out? I want to say 2010 or 2011. Okay. It says 2011 on the files that you gave yeah. us. Yeah. Mm. So. James just edits whatever he no, wants. No, I don't that's think true. I did that. That's true. You never can't tell. I don't think I did that for that. <laughs> I don't think I did. But there's actually like three or four more songs on the album. Yeah, and he just deleted them. But I do not have a physical copy of this. Like I have their, all their other stuff I have on cassette at least. But I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Which I would like to get. I don't know. don't know if it exists. So what were y'all's message hunter? Yeah, need a cozy up. Our huh? favorite tracks. Favorite tracks. Um, I like the first two a lot. Mm-hmm. And I like the last one, mm. but there's not really a bad track to be honest. I mean, they all kind of like. That's how I feel. Are similar. I don't feel like it's like um an exceedingly unique sound or anything. Like it's not. A crazy departure from anything but like all the songs to mm-hmm. me sound really competently written and yeah a thing that you'd find like in smaller bands is like the lyrics oftentimes are just not that great or the melodies aren't that sharp and i just don't i feel like it's all really well done you know and i never got the impression that the band like toured or anything like they it seemed like they always played like regionally in the dfw area mm-hmm. so maybe that's why it, like the the reach never got much further than playing shows in dallas and stuff but yeah maybe maybe it was too late with the post-punk that sound from the 2000s but i didn't think it's like i mean i feel like this it's like the the punky aspect of it doesn't really ever go out of style it's not yeah i I don't know so um i do feel like to me it's like i mean i think this band is good and i like this release a lot but to me it's kind of this sort of music where like it's not really going to be like anyone's like favorite album or like favorite band but it makes for great house music at a show i think it could be potentially it but makes for like I, great, see, I do see what you're it saying it makes for like good like you're like happy to go see them live because it's like fun or you're like happy to have it on at your house because it like you know sounds good and like makes a nice like vibe but it's like not your favorite band i could see that i feel like that, that sounds more mean than i mean it too but like, that's <laughs> what you put on the back of the cd with like the review I I would um, not your favorite band. I feel like I might have thought that way too, and then I just remember, I remember like consciously realizing, like, man, I am listening to this album and that other album. There's Kenneth a lot. Like, I really like this band. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like it. Yeah, my favorite tracks are first two tracks for sure. Fox Mm -hmm. and Steampunk. Yeah, it's a very like strong start. Your job at the drive-thru You don't mind It's worth it You feel this could be your big break I 
and it draws you in, in right away. I like the Iranian hairdresser too. Sounds like a little bit more of an emotional track. Do you know what any of these songs are like about? Or I didn't look up any of the lyrics. I, can you find them? I actually, I didn't. I oh, didn't look yeah, them up either. Not. Yeah, I didn't try. Yeah. Uh, I think this bandana is a time. Did anyone machine. notice the lyrics? I did more now that I'm just like trying to prepare for a podcast and not sound like an idiot <laughs> talking about it. But before, no. Um, Steampunk Jetpack seems to be about somebody who like is on a TV show or something and thinks they're a big shot. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, the album's called Keep the Camera Rolling, and I thought there was Steampunk Jetpack and then one other song. I can't remember if it's, it might be the last one that has like a reference to show business or something, you know? Mm-mm. And then the last one also I thought was about like getting old and dealing with that. Um, the Iranian hairdresser. I don't know. I thought it was just, it seemed pretty personal, but I don't want to like try to take a guess at what specifically it was about, you know? But I guess I could have like tried to transcribe all the lyrics. You could have done that. <laughs> Right sure up time to... You have nothing better to do, James. <laughs> sure. You have so much free time on your right. hands. Is that a 12-inch split on that headphone cable? I think so. Shorter one. It's cute. Yeah. Thanks, Super dude. cute. It kind of looks like a you're wearing like a bucket hat and that's like the the tie <laughs> at the end of it, you know? <laughs> it does. <look laughs> yeah. People people ask for that, the little thing that goes up I and down. I also can't nice. see the top of your head. So yeah. <laughs> you might have a cat on. Just have a lot of hair. There we go. There we go. My kid said I. Well, now I can't see the split. So. What do you want, Hannah? Yeah, I can't have your kid get us in that sweet spot. (laughs) My kids say I have fancy hair, tall hair. (laughs) Yeah. You do kind of have fancy hair. I don't think it is. This is just uh, never wash it and um, wake up and push it to the side. Hmm. You put something in it. (laughs) I do not. I put sweat in it. I I really don't. That's something. When we're going out, maybe, when Mallory and I are, like, going out, if I will try to put, like, um, wax or something in it. But other than that, <laughs> I don't. Just, like, melted crayons or something? <laughs> oh, like, hair wax. <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> this is not a word I expected you to say. <laughs> what did you think I would say? Gel? <laughs> Gel or, like, mousse, It's, it's hair wax. That's fine. Hans de Fuco. Come on, guys. Um, get, anyways, get some culture. Uh, no, we're yeah. talking about this. I use Hans de Fuco <laughs> claymation. Just send a link. Yeah, send me a tier list of hair products. Hold on, hold on. I mean, I, like one one bottle has lasted me years. I, I don't use it that often. So I shouldn't get you some for Christmas. I mean, you can if you want to get me some. I want um, where is it? Hybridized wax, maybe. What is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is like a thing. Hybridized wax. Yeah, that's what I want. Because I, I found like a really good combo years ago where if you combine claymation with hybridized wax, a little dab of both. Whew, man. Gets the job done. It's great. You're like into this. But it's too expensive. So it's been years since I used it. Are you, do you buy this mm. just because it's called quicksand? Is that why? I don't buy this. Mm. The last time I got some was when Mallory got it for me for Christmas. Oh, okay. And I literally never do anything with my hair after that. I I discovered No Poo, a subreddit called No Poo, which is about how how like okay. not shampooing your hair. Uh-huh. And I just started not shampooing my hair. Good I would name. just get it wet in the shower. 
And then that's what Patrick does too. My hair got so much better. Like I could just style. I just wake up yeah. and style it. It's fine. It's ready to go. There you go. And fortunately, I have like pretty thick hair. So, you know, I'm sorry, Zach. Can't say the same. You could, <laughs> yeah, you can see through. It's okay, buddy. You have a cooler shirt than me, though. So that's right. Okay, so do we want to keep talking about Hans de Fuco? So yeah, Hans de Fuco, uh, quicksand, claymation. <laughs> now I'm gonna say I like tracks three and four. Uh, track three has that like panned guitar intro. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty. Which cool. which sounds pretty cool. It's actually a. I would say like a pretty competently mixed and recorded album for like a like a band of this size which surprised me i agree like i don't listen to it and think like oh it sounds noticeably more uh gorilla than like other yeah established bands i think it sounds great but i thought there were like a couple times where i was like i thought it sounded weird okay hold on someone's knocking at the door (laughs) okay (laughs) i think it's his pizza i hope so okay hannah why did you think it sounded terrible no, I didn't think it sounded terrible. There was just a couple times where, like, I thought during the second track, Steampunk Jetpack, like, at one point I felt like the bass just sounded, like, weird or, like, came up in, like, a weird way. Mm. And it kind of sounded, like, not intentional. So, after listening to it more closely this time, for the first time, I, I only have, I, the only other thing I noticed was, like, uh, maybe some, like, questionable timing doing some of the more frenetic parts but nothing i would have ever noticed before and you know yeah go ahead pat my only real gripe with the sound if i had to have one is i think the symbols are a little loud and a bit harsh perhaps at times mm. it's kind of like the thing that happens where it's like you know you turn the symbols up and then it gets compressed a lot in mastering and the symbols get really loud because of that mm. Um, but it's not uncommon, and I, 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 it is a pretty good sounding album. I think there's some good drum playing on the album. I like uh, you. You mentioned the um, death of the cool. It has a cool drum beat at the beginning. That thing is cool. And then there was like a galloping fill in steampunk jetpack that I also liked. Um, yeah, I know what so you're I talking about. It. it. It's like two twenty five or so. With the ooze. I always like when bands do that. I want to make a playlist of just bands and songs where there's like the ooze and ahs. Group singing. <laughs> that would get... That would be a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of like gang vocals on this. Yeah. Group singing, whatever you want to call it. And that always plays well live, I think. Fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I think if I had to pick like a... My least favorite track it would be the the instrumental dick dale earnhardt mm. just like but like i still like it i i don't really like dislike anything on it so i think this is perfect house music though <laughs> like for shows and stuff like can't go wrong with music yeah, like you can this just put it on really loud and like it's fine mm-hmm. inoffensive but still cool makes you makes you feel yeah. cool for listening to it makes you feel mm-hmm. cool to go see a band like this i think the dick dale earnhardt one is uh I mean, I, that to me, it's them just wanting to pay homage to their surf influences and just write their own surf song, basically. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a fun so, listen, though. I can see why it would maybe be your least favorite, but uh, I kind of like having it there. Like yeah. s- surf rock and surf punk or whatever is not really my thing. So, like the surfier elements of this band, I think, like just are um, serendipitous that I like them. Like it just goes well with their other influences to me. And like, but I never like mm-hmm. seek out like just surf rock bands and stuff. So, yeah. You, you are aware that Dick Dale, though, is like the most famous surf guitarist. Yeah, yeah. He's the. He's like, uh, I have seen sure. a YouTube video or two of him. Just that, like, famous, <laughs> so all, there's a couple of famous songs he has that everybody knows. I'm trying to that's think of the name. Uh, Hold on. Miser Lou is yep, one, I that's think. that's it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And you do know that Dale Earnhardt is a famous surfer, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, I did not know. The thing, okay, I, I, I don't totally, I mean, I sort of get it because it's just goofy and fun, but just, like, this... Wheel of Fortune. I always think of it in terms of the Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune before and after. You know, they would have the puzzle before uh-huh. and after, which is exactly this kind of thing. Dick Dale Earnhardt is like two things that link up in the middle. Um, Michael Sarah It Palin. continues to be very popular in indie band yeah. names, songs, everything. Mm-hmm. I just think that's interesting. A lot of Wheel of Fortune fans. <laughs> yeah. That must be it. They messed up. Big Pat Sajak. That's true. Guys. Messed up my pizza. What's wrong with it? It's supposed to be pepperoni. Oh, man. What is it? Just cheese? Mm-hmm. It's because it was free. Mm. Yeah. You get what you pay for. I'm yeah. sure I screwed it up. But. Patrick, do you want to describe the album right for us? I thought it was posted on our group chat. Yeah. I have definitely seen this before. I think at James's house. Um, it looks like something... A local indie band would do in 2011 <laughs> um it's got it's a white background basically and there's a line drawing of like a person's head but their face is not drawn in and instead there's an octopus tentacle there and some feathers coming out of the octopus tentacle and they also have some flowers growing out of their head and then there's the word sea lion that's like the only thing in color with a big really big s and then there's also some little kind of i don't know floral design you wouldn't really call it a fleur-de-lis but it's like a spiral thing that's a flower or something mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Much it and the guy actually has hans de fuco in his hair on that Almar. that's incredible wow. that's it looks like. just to bring it back full circle <laughs> Pat say Jack Daniels. That's awesome. It's a good example, Satch. Yeah, I typed it in the chat instead of saying it out loud because I didn't want to get fired from the podcast. <laughs> Sounds like everybody wants to fire themselves right now. <laughs> it's been a it's been a minute. We haven't talked in a long time, so we're just kind of getting back into it. It's like if it wasn't for Brian, we wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> He's making us. He's got um, a gun to our head. I think like it looks like of the time the album art you know yeah. like very yeah, indie yeah in line with that in line with like the mustaches that were going on the random mustaches on everything <laughs> it's got that vibe to it yeah did you know anybody that had like a mustache uh tattoo anywhere in their body no i can't say i didn't but i remember going to see like a band that was like the guy had the big mustache and then like it was like the strong man from the 1920s or early 1900s motif you know like yeah. tight shirt uh-huh. 
suspenders or something like that whole vibe was like permeating indie bands around that time and i feel like this is consistent with that it was even being like the mustaches were like co-opted by lift yeah yeah they put it on their cars (laughs) (laughs) yeah what a weird time was strange does anybody know why you know why that was happening um just couldn't couldn't say I think the singer is a graphic designer, so I wonder if he did this one and the album after it, or all three of them, you know? They all look pretty, like, designy like that, like a computer with a computer and all that stuff. I don't know. I think the Kenneth one is uh, a lot better, in my opinion. I, I really like, like the Kenneth one. It's pretty cool. It looks more like a... I don't know. It's just more striking. Looks like more effort went into it as well. I'm going to look that one up. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. So, spoilers, next week, who, who picks after me? Potluck. Oh, well, after that, Hannah's picking Kenneth, so we'll be covering that, too. <laughs> that, is a, that is a much better cover. Yeah, we're all big fans. I like this one because it's more valuable, you know? You literally can't find it. Yeah, there's a certain, <laughs> um, certain something about that. I'm really glad I was so anal about, like, cataloging, tagging, saving album covers and everything from all my music library back then you know yeah it's really paying dividends really did like you know it really did wouldn't be here today without it i don't i don't know if i mentioned the story in a previous episode but there was like a an album i bought on itunes probably 10 years ago and uh i had the deluxe edition which had like a bonus track on it and when the band put it up on on Bandcamp. Or in Spotify, it doesn't have that track. So what? I just rest randomly messaged them a few months ago on uh, on Facebook, and they one of them messaged me back and just sent me like a Dropbox link with like all our songs and stuff, wow. and like demos and stuff. I don't know if he meant to send me that folder, but he was like, "Here you go." <laughs> and it, I mean, it had that track on Dang. it, but he was really stoked that I was like, "Hey, this what yeah. was the band? Uh, Behold the Brave." they're they're from tennessee and um they're actually like they were managed by the drummer from as cities burn when they first started but they've mm. they seem to have gotten a little bigger and like moved on to bigger and better things but tim and i were talking about something similar the other day there's a band moving mountains uh-huh yeah that they're self-titled there was a the itunes bonus tracks which are now difficult to track down i mean you can get on youtube it's not that hard but it's annoying that they're not on Spotify. Because there was a one. They, they were pretty good. Yeah. But. Hit them up. Yeah, we should. should. They probably just have them. And, like, I wonder if that band was just, just forgot that they never, like, re-included that. Or if it's, like, a rights issue or something. Yeah. Rights issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did it. We recorded another episode. Hooray. Anybody have any other stray thoughts? Why? This is kind of bombastic indie rock. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't, I didn't say that. Um, what? But you were thinking, Alex, it. is it yeah. a callback to something? This music, yeah. Sea lion, yeah. Bombastic. It's one of our favorite that, words here on the that? podcast. Are you trying to reference something that we've talked about before? Or are you just saying that? Just that I okay. didn't like it. She doesn't like bombastic things, Patrick. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the <laughs> meme we we're referencing was. It is though, but it's yeah. good. Is it snarky or? Oh yeah, hmm. 
I would say, yeah. I mean, there's it's like probably, snarky I, in the same way that like parquet courts is snarky. I mean, if you look at that, yeah, I I, I didn't look at the lyrics too closely, or so it's you can just tell from the song know. titles. And yeah, and there's the vocal delivery is kind of has that snar factor too. Snar factor. I wonder when we'll do a parquet courts out. You know. feel free to pick one. Yeah, you'll have to pick it. I don't know if I will. Or maybe Patrick. They're intimidating, will. man, and it's like they're not that intimidating. There's so many good lyrics in those albums. It's like you can go on forever to me. I'm always impressed by yeah. his lyrics. I'm impressed by them too, but uh, it's also kind of just like art school kid stuff, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you think so? We'll have a saucy conversation about it. Well, maybe Patrick will pick it. Maybe Hannah will pick it. Maybe Hannah. Maybe I'm, I'm going to burn my pick on that. But I, I, I haven't kept up with their newer stuff. Uh, but those two that we always used to listen to. Yeah. Those are... Solid. Great albums. Okay. Light up gold and sunbathing animal. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Hope you liked listening to Sea Lion. Hope you liked us talking about it. Hope you tune in next week when we do a potluck episode. Those were always fun. Um, if you'd like to suggest a song for us to pick on the potluck, email us at contact. No, that's the wrong email. What do we do? Uh, club club at hardaudiocables.com. And uh, if you'd like to follow Zachary, he's the Cookie Monster 258 on Instagram. Patrick and Hannah are I Wish I Could Skateboard on Instagram. And don't worry about hard audio cables. We don't. Hope you guys have a great week, great day, great life. See you later. Thanks.